Hey everybody, it's Caleb with another of your Lent devotionals in John. So today we're going to be in John 7, 37 through 52. We are picking up where Jesus is at the festival of the tabernacle. So remember, just a quick refresher. The Festival of the Tabernacle is a remembrance of God's provision during the Exodus. So when they're in the desert where God provides food and water and protection, um, this is a festival in, in autumn or in the fall that remembers that, that celebrates that. Um, and there's all kinds of rituals and all kinds of things <clears throat> that co- uh, coincide with it. They have a It's a very strong water um, festival, so they have a lot of images imagery around water, a lot of celebration of of the water, specifically um, God's providing water. You know, obviously they're walking around the desert during the Exodus, so water is an essential, important piece. And God brought forth water several different times. You know, Moses struck the rock and brought water out. Um, He's always, he parted the waters. Water's a strong theme in the Exodus, and that continues as, hey, don't forget about that in this festival. Um, The other thing is a festival of light so they would you know at night they would do festival like a lighting and you know celebrate god's um providing the path essentially um through the exodus so but today we're going to pick up in john 7 verses 37 through 52 john 7 verses 37 through 52 on the last and greatest day of the festival jesus stood and said in a loud voice let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not Scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees, who asked them, Why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also, the Pharisees retorted. Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. So, we are in this set that John is telling, and it's revolving around the festival of the tabernacle, and the, you know, Jesus is using this opportunity to show how Scripture is pointing to him. And I think, you know, Jesus is obviously... Um, a master of this kind of stuff, but John is also telling a beautiful story with Jesus' word and life story. And 
where Jesus draws this um, this correlation between believing in Him and never thirsting is is just it's a theme we see throughout John's Gospel, and it's a very important thing to state at this point because in remembrance of how thirsty they were in the desert, Jesus is saying, "I am the living water, and when you come to me, you will get water that flows out of you, living water." And you know, he's specifically talking about the Holy Spirit here. Now, John's always clear that, hey, the Holy Spirit has not come yet because Jesus' death and resurrection and then the giving of the Holy Spirit hasn't happened, but Jesus is foretelling that. So what's important to know is Jesus is establishing himself as the fulfillment of these prophecies that they keep talking about and also the people's help in the time of need. So he is the provider. He will make sure that his people are taken care of and um, he will do it through his Holy Spirit. Now, what's so fascinating about this set that we're reading here is the Jewish leader's response in it. And now Nicodemus, don't forget, he came to Jesus not long ago go asking about him like what are you doing here and this is where we get John 3:16 you know for God so loved the world but also a great light dark metaphor from that Nicodemus story and <clears throat> Here, Nicodemus, you can see he's starting to show signs of there's something here. You know, Jesus, there's something going on with Jesus. And I think that's such an important thing to notate because we we send, we tend to think, oh, the powers, the Pharisees, these terrible bad men never come around and never get it. Well, that's not true. The Phar- There were Pharisees who were open to what was going on. Now, not all of them and not the leaders, but there were people who were highly religious who paid attention to Jesus and said, no, there's more here. And Nicodemus is one of those. And I think it's important to give him that respect to say his heart uh, wanted to see the Savior. And I, he does. Um, so he is seeking, he hears Jesus' words about this living water and he knows there's more there. And he's seeking that. So today, if you've grown up in church or if you've um, you've been religious for a while and and you wonder you know how and you, and you haven't tasted that living water it doesn't mean that you're never going to get there you're never going to have that experience of God providing and fulfilling you you just have to keep seeking it and I believe God does that sometimes he has to break down some of that religious practice in our lives because you know when you grow up in church sometimes you put the practice of your faith above you know faith in God and it, it's not a bad thing it's not Excuse me. It's not a bad thing to go to church and to practice our faith, but we have to make sure we have it oriented correctly. And sometimes when you grow up in it, it's hard to keep that orientation where it needs to be. So that is that is uh, where we are at in this week. We've hit that twice now, yesterday and today. As we fast, as we commit to corporate worship, as we commit to this daily Bible reading, just remember these things in themselves are not the faith. They point to Jesus, where our faith and our hope and our mercy, or excuse me, and our and all of our. Um, hope is built is in Jesus. And all of these practices are designed to point to him. The practices in themselves are not the goal. So when we do these things, make sure that you're not putting the practice 
above Jesus because we are doing these things to point to Jesus, to allow Christ to change our lives. So you can do that. Just keep that in focus. Keep that in mind as you continue in this process, in this Lenten journey. Hey, I'm praying for you and look forward to seeing you tomorrow.